Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in Titus still. We are getting really close to the end now. Living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world. Today we're looking at Titus chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. Warning! Heretic alert! A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sins being condemned of himself. To paraphrase Titus 3, 10, 11, Paul tells Titus to warn a divisive person once, and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with him, unless a miracle happens and he comes to you for spiritual help. You may be sure that such a man is warped in his thinking and in some ways thinks he knows more than God. I remember as a kid hearing the word heretic and trying to visualize what a heretic actually looked like. I never could find a good picture of one, but now understand how important it is to discern what real heretics look like. Discern how their heresy is impacting others and how I can biblically deal with them. A man who is a heretic. These heretics were the ones causing division, dissension to churches of Crete. A heretic is simply a man, woman, or teenager who knows he or she is right and God and everybody else is wrong. Sadly, Titus had to deal with many false teaching, rebellious, and deceptive heretics. Paul's short list to Titus, compared with the long list to Timothy, ends with the same admonition, reject or from such turn away. Such men are lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Self-centeredness is not photogenic. Even their own peers describe Cretans as liars cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. You know, Paul made sure that Titus would have no confusion as to what a heretic does, why he does it, and what must be done about it. What do heretics do? Upset entire families by teaching lies and opinions. Why do heretics do what they do? For money. They wanted to be in total control of the offerings. What must be done about it? They must be silenced. These men were not rebellious and disobedient believers. They were not believers at all, as proved by what they taught and how they lived. Again, Paul made sure that both Titus and Timothy understood this. These people may have been gifted, intelligent, charismatic, and very likable, but they were still enemies of the gospel. As Paul said, such people claim that they know God and pretend that they are saved, but they deny him by what they teach and the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless and useless for doing anything good. They will act religious, but reject everything that God offers. Then Paul mentions after the first and second admonition, reject. Most divisive people have no desire to submit to the word of God or to godly leaders in the church. They become their own law and are not concerned with truth or unity. Christians are to take a stand against false teaching and should be willing to separate with anyone who attacks the purity of the gospel. But they are not to swing the axe harshly or quickly. We need to give others the same patience that God gives us. How many times should you approach a divisive false teacher according to Titus 3.10? Twice. God is a forgiving God who gives second chances, and so should we. Lovingly confront once. 
carefully approach a second time, if they refuse to line up with Scripture, it is not our responsibility to play judge and jury. Don't park in God's parking place. God often allows those who proudly play God in their own lives to receive exactly what they're demanding. The natural consequences of their own sin will condemn them. They want a life without God. God at times allows that, and those individuals have all eternity to regret their selfish demands. Now, there are times to separate and times not to separate. When the purity of the gospel is attacked, there's no question we must separate. On other issues that fall into the categories of preferences or opinions, we have to ask God for wisdom and be very, very careful. I know it sounds mean, but self-centered heretics are perverted and warped. The word for subverted means to turn inside out. A little translation of this phrase says that such a man is warped in character, keeps on sinning, and is condemned himself. He is warped, sinful, knows it, but he doesn't care. Some want money, some want popularity, some want power, all of which will disappear the minute we die. How is this kind of leader different from the Christ-centered leader we have been meditating on for the last couple weeks? Very, very different. Lord, please give us your wisdom to discern and your strength to stand for the truth. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope you enjoyed our study. And today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.